Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway Superfans. How was Chicago, Emily? It was really, really fucking great. I had such an awesome trip. Good. It's such a fun trip. Like I really needed, like you know, I needed a little break from work, and I had it was like yeah, basically three days Chicago. I timed my flights real well. Yeah, so like I got in real early yeah. and, and had a full day. Tuesday, full mm-hmm. day, Wednesday, and then I didn't have to be at the airport until like one on mm. Thursday. It was fantastic. Went and saw the house that my mom grew up in. Right. Um, I ate some deep dish pizza. I saw Lou Malnati's. Uh-huh. Not my first choice, but it's oh, good. Really? Yeah. My mom, after I posted that picture, she was like, you don't know how much memories <laughs> that picture brings back because Lou, that Lou's was like yeah. my grandmother's Aww. pizza place of choice, but which I didn't know Fair. actually. I went because it was cl- the closest deep dish pizza that was highly recommended. Sure. Lose that a solid, w- solid choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was great. The waiter thought I was really weird because I came in completely by myself. And, like, it's the it's like a family-style right. restaurant, you know? And I came in by myself, and I sat down, and I ordered one, like, like small yeah. cheese pizza. <laughs> Nothing else. I sat there, and I read my book, and then the pizza came, and I ate it, and then yeah. I left. <laughs> Okay. He was like so weirded out by me. It was really funny. Anyway, and then I saw, I mean, the most important thing, cool the first it, thing that I did actually was see Kate Baldwin and the King and I. It was amazing. It was so, I mean, Ugh. like, first of all, the theater that it was in was yeah. fucking. I've never been to the <gasps> Lyric. It is I know. gorgeous. I mean, I've gone by it many a time. A gorgeous. Yeah. It is so fucking beautiful inside, like just walking in. And I really blew my money and was sitting in like the right. second row dead center. Yeah. So it was gorgeous. And it's such a beautiful theater. And Kate Bonwin is saying Anna Lee Owens. Oh my God. So, like it was really oh my God. It was awesome. Yeah. Her face is on buses all over the city. Yeah. Like it's really cool. And I just have a lot of things that happened in the show that were like like I have to say like Kate Baldwin performance. Duh. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. need... A, it On doesn't point. need discussion. It no. was fucking phenomenal. It was a... Okay, okay, okay. Directorially moments. There were things that, like... There was things that were going on directing-wise that I was, like, superfluous. Just you trying to do things on stage. Yeah. You know, like, little weird extra things at the beginnings and the ends mm-hmm. of scenes that I thought were weird. Um, but... <sighs> Okay, so two moments specifically. Okay. Um, the first was in the scene um, when she's uh, in her her boudoir singing. Right. Uh, uh, Shall I tell you what I think of you? Ah, uh, yes. Right. So first of all, first time I've ever seen it that she took she took her skirt off and was just in her. Like her hoop? Her, no, she took oh. the hoop off too. She was in her bloomers? Yeah, she was in her bloomers oh. and her corset, which I don't... Like, I haven't seen actually like a ton of productions of The yeah. King and I, but um, yeah, I liked it because she she like felt a lot more comfortable, mm. you know? But okay, so like at the end of that song, there's that line that's like usually played like an orgasm, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So 
she was like, like at that point, Anna's on the floor always. And is like, all of your people are toads, toads. And so she was on the floor and she got, she was like right for that line. She like got on all fours and then like slammed to the ground. Like she had been whipped and then was like, oh, that was good, your majesty. So it wasn't played like sex at all. It was played like it was like thanking him for being beaten. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I, I, I don't know. Partially, I was like, whoa, that was really interesting. I've never seen that line interpreted mm-hmm. that way. And then I was like, I, I, I like think it's sort of like, oh, you did something different. But I don't think that that is actually a, a, a good reimagining mm-hmm. of that moment. I think it is yeah. really important that that moment is imitating mm-hmm. an orgasm and is acknowledging sure. the concubines and like all yeah. of that entire aspect. But it was incredible. I was like, I like was like, holy shit, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And the other moment, yeah. obviously one of the most important moments in The King and I when they're dancing. Oh, right. And he pulls, pulls her close. Mm-hmm, which I was like, I see, this is, uh, not like I ever forget how much I love yeah. theater, but like there's just those moments where you're sitting in a theater and you're like, wow, I came all the fucking way to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Do we like, like, I'm so happy I'm here and blah, 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 blah. And I've seen The King and I many times and I know this show so well. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't know how that moment was going to be played, I, my fucking heart, I was sitting on the edge of my oh, seat. I love that. My heart was beating like out of my chest. I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then it was like, I, the woman next to me was like, what the fuck is this girl going through right now? Because I was just like, after, after they started dancing, I was so excited because it was such a different interpretation mm-hmm. of that moment than I've ever seen. It was so cool. It was so interesting. It totally worked. I really loved it. Kate Baldwin's amazing. Oh my God, all the things were happening. Yeah. I had like a crazy goofy look on my face where I was just I'm like, sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So what happened was, yeah, they like, like, you know, normal tension things sure. and he's like you, you know yes, you weren't dancing like, like that right. you were dancing like this right <laughs> and he like really slowly like very cautiously slowly put his arm around yeah. her waist he had his arm up and okay. so and so he had his left arm up and mm-hmm. his right arm slipping around her waist yeah and right as he was about to like start to pull her towards her she pulled away <gasps> she pulled away and stepped took a step back and then he just like stood there like in his pose being like, I'm a, you know, yeah. dancing pose. And then she like took a moment and then stepped into his <gasps> arms mm. and then he pulled her close and then they started dancing. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Never, ever, ever seen that moment interpreted That's that great. way. It is 100%. Every time I've ever seen it, it is always him. Yeah. That like real sexy. Pull. Yeah. Pull <gasps> Is fantastic. The director was Lee Blakely. Congratulations on your production. Interpretations. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot of interesting things. Yeah. This program says it's a new to Chicago production. What does that mean? Is it a production that's been done elsewhere and it's new to Chicago? I don't know. It's a weird thing to say. They also had on the, on the, like on the marquee outside and on a bunch of different, uh, you know, advertising and uh-huh. other things I saw, they it was advertised as Broadway Broadway hit or Broadway's hit or something like uh. that. Where I was like, guys, stop trying to imply that this production has anything to do with the production that's happening on Broadway right now, besides the fact that it's the same show. Same show, but 
It's a little weird. And it's your own production. Right. Or it's new to Chicago or whatever right, that means. Right. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know. Why is that a bad thing? The, also, the that woman who... Tour might come through and then people will right. be like, oh, I, I saw already saw it. it. But have you seen whoever's going to do the tour? The woman who played Tup Tim mm-hmm. said that she's taking a break from the Broadway production of The King and I. I think she's in the ensemble. Ah, yes. And yeah, she was mm-hmm. fantastic. I think oh, she's she was a, an understudy. Ah, ah, she was great. Yeah. Oh my God. What's her name? Allie? Allie Ewald. She's, yeah, I loved her. Mm, that's good. Um, and I have to say, how was Paolo Montalban? I have to say, the first things that came to mind uh-huh. when he, when his character was first on stage was I was immediately like, I can't believe all my friends who are attracted to male bodies aren't here. Oh, no. Because he... He was like he had like some gray going on the side. He was like real sexy, like yeah. like like daddy look. You know oh, what I mean? Like God. I was like all my I do know like what you mean. right. Like he had like he was like sexy silver haired daddy. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He was hot. Damn. I was like oh. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to look at production stuff. <laughs> Trying to see this guy. I don't know. I was trying to see if he directed uh, the King and I somewhere else, and that's what that means. Like it's his production, but I don't think so. Okay. It's funny. Yeah, it was. I'm just. I'm really glad that I went to Chicago and I saw this. It was amazing. Kate Baldwin is uh, Kate Baldwin. <sighs> Kate Baldwin. I mean, she's fucking incredible. And and after the show, I got I got to chat with her, yeah. and she let me she let me hold one of her dress, Ooh. so I got to feel how heavy oh, her ball gown I can't is. Even imagine. It's like thirty pounds. I mean, jeez. obviously, you know those things are yeah. going to be heavy, but she was like, "No, literally, feel this." And she's a tiny little person; yeah. like she's a slight woman, and that is a lot. Yeah. Oh my God, I just and dancing that dude dancing all the way. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I had such fun. And can I just say that? I know that we've experienced this before mm-hmm. and I experienced it at this show where I like wasn't the getting to the backstage area yeah. was like a little weird because uh-huh. there was like this weird holding area that all the parents for the kids were at. And I was like, is this where I'm <laughs> supposed to be to wait for Kate Baldwin? And then and there was like other people waiting for other actors. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like that thing where you're all kind of confused and everybody's sizing each other up. And then Kate Baldwin comes out and gets you first and you're like, I'm the chosen one. <laughs> it's the best all of you guys thought that i was just lost and that didn't belong here or like an Kate, autograph or seeker like, right right and then i was like keep all that took me backstage and then it was we were on the stage and there was like people Aww. who were like awkwardly you know like had like, we're looking we're like hey, good job yeah <laughs> <laughs> she like totally missed it completely oh, and i was like those people were trying baldwin oh it was so much fun. I love mm, the king and great. I. I love the king. Yeah, I feel guilty. About I want to see it again. That is uh, the me only, too. That time we saw it is the only time I've oh ever God, seen the king and I. Have to go see Marin. Yeah, I told, I immediately true. when I came home, I was like, "Mom, mom, yeah, mom, we got to go see the king and I." I just love the king and I. It's so problematic. It's <gasps> so problematic. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there were other things that stood out to me in the. How production. was the small cabin of Uncle Tom? Great. Good. Oh, Small wait, house in wait, Uncle Tom? Wait, what is wait, it? Wait, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. So I said great because I would say 
No, I mean, like, it was enjoyable. Okay. And it was well done. Okay. The one thing that set the whole thing off. Oh, that, no. That made me be like, holy <gasps> shit, what's happening? Oh, my God, I can't. No, 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 no. Um, so, like, you know, when I have those, like, puppets or masks. Yeah. So, in this production, they... The girl, the ballerina that mm-hmm. was playing Eliza right. was just like, she didn't have like a mask Eliza? or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then the three characters, there was like three characters that had, that were like puppets. Okay. And then Simon was a dancer with a mask. Okay. And then Eliza was just a dancer. Okay. So the three puppets that were, I forget who the other characters yeah. are that are like her friends who mm-hmm. then she meets back up with in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I've never read Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah. And one of those people's, one of them, three people that they name is white and two of them are black, which I didn't know because... I had never seen a production that was like, hey, let's make um, time period historically accurate black dolls. Oh, like. Like, really just. I don't know how to describe it except for just really racist looking. Like, where you're like, oh, look at the those lips no why 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 like the style of it i like here's what i immediately was like oh sure i'm sure what happened in that production that design authenticity this is what it would have looked like i don't fucking care well yeah it was bad Mm. it was really bad Mm. real bad really 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 racist otherwise (laughs) it's fine (laughs) Yeah, that authenticity doesn't need to be there because, again, that part is not about race relations between between black and white people in America. Well, and also... It is in Uncle Tom's Cabin. Right. But that that specificness of, like, make the puppets, blah, blah, blah. Like, and also because the puppetry was inconsistent because Mm. you had uh, a dancer that didn't have a puppet at all. You had three dancers that had puppets and one dancer that was in a mask and had no puppet. So it was completely inconsistent. There was no reason for it. And it was really racist. Mm. So, otherwise... Well... Otherwise, good. The king and I. Yep. You know, you know. (laughs) Really racist. Otherwise, good. Yep. The king and I. (laughs) That should be their new tagline. Yes. (laughs) Well, besides the king and I, I also... Yeah, you saw another show. Yeah. I went to go see this play um, that's at Steppenwolf Mm. called Mary Page Mm Marlowe. And I went because it was Steppenwolf, because it was Tracy Letts. Yes. And because Carrie Coon was in it, but she was out. Oh, no. Um, Her understudy was great. And it wasn't like I was like, oh, no. Well, it's a yeah. Carrie Coon heavy show and like the leads out, but it's not. It's oh, an okay. ensemble piece. So it, and then her understudies. Also, we love understudies. Great. We do love understudies. Um, yeah. And I, I had a lot of thoughts about this show. Okay. And then I was talking with our good friend, Nick, who's the person that told me to go see mm-hmm. it. And he told me that the that Tracy Letts has said that this play is like, you know, quote unquote about his mother in honor of his mother wrote it for his mother, honoring his mother Mm -hmm. and knowing that, then I was like, Oh, okay, whatever. Everything makes sense. Oh, okay. Cause it kind of just like, (sighs) I don't know. I guess maybe also part of it is way because of the way it was described to me. Okay. I mean, 
the things I knew about it going in were like, it's about, uh, you know, a woman, like, it's like a scattered scenes throughout, you know, her timeline. Yeah. Like showing you the culmination of a whole person becoming mm. herself or something like that. And I was like, that sounds interesting. Okay. And I had heard also that it was like, quote unquote, vaguely the new Heidi Chronicles, oh. but only like, it's about a woman and it is feminist okay. kind of. And like, yeah, n- not like, I don't know. Okay. And I think one like of the, it might be like, if you like the Heidi Chronicles, you right. might also like, you might also like this right. time hopping, you know, right. play about a woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, More time hopping plays about women. please. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know how to describe what was wrong with it. I think it just, I think one of the things that he was trying to achieve in it from what Nick told me was that it, you know, showing like the mundane little moments of life that add up to the humans that we are. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know. You have to weigh to make mundane interesting. Sure. First of all. And the moments that he chose I, some of them I didn't think were mundane. Like some of the opening scene is a scene where she's probably in her thirties and her two kids who are like, you know, 10 and 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. She's like, they're in the, they start like in the middle of a conversation where she has just told them that her and the, their father are divorcing. She's moving and they're going to spend the rest of the school year with their dad and and move down with her mm -hmm. over the summer. And you know, and the daughter is like, is like, Kentucky we can't go to Kentucky and like it was really funny it was super authentic like it was really good and then it was just like the rest of the show just felt all the fucking over the place like it was just went everywhere Mm. it was just pulling out random moments from her life and it was like here's a moment when she was 35 and here's a moment when she was an infant and then here's a moment yeah there was a scene that like she was an infant in like it was just a baby doll and then it was an argument between her parents and there was you know a scene when she was on her deathbed and a scene when she was like in her 70s with her third husband like in the the ending especially like I didn't realize it was one act. Okay. I was waiting for an intermission. And oh. when the lights went out, I was like, oh, intermission. And then I was like, that's the end? Oh. And it just felt like it. And I, it's one of those things where I'm like, it felt like it just came out of nowhere and it ended. And I was really upset. And I feel like Tracy would be like, that's exactly what I wanted mm. the ending to be. And yeah. you're like, well, mission accomplished. Yeah. And I don't know. It was definitely the type of show that like, like King and I, that I think is the type of theater that I love seeing alone. Right. I can just go mm-hmm. and just be so focused and excited this seeing that show that was something that i needed to see with someone who i could have like who i could talk to after the show because i saw it and was like oh there's a lot to just think about and unpack and like you know i was like overhearing some ladies conversation in the bathroom afterward Mm -hmm. and they were like that ending and i was like i know right why it just came out (laughs) of nowhere and there was like a weird part the scene right before the ending where like all the actresses that was the other thing is that Almost every scene had, there was a lot of actresses playing the one character at these different ages. So that, there could have been, I needed more cohesion between the actresses. And not even necessarily just between the actresses, but cohesion between 
Like, because he was like, we're going, we're going to do 35 and then we're doing 16 mm-hmm. and then we're doing 75 and that like it was bouncing all over the place. Like, I didn't feel like I saw the calculation, the add up to it oh, being one person. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like it was adding up to mm-hmm. one person. I don't know. I think it's like the first production. Yeah. And it's something that he wrote to honor his mother and it's right. clearly very nostalgic to mm-hmm. that, you know. That- that era gen, that, that of generation that, of like yeah. like and there was no indication of time except for set and Costumes. costuming mm-hmm. um hmm. but yeah okay I, I don't know i think maybe maybe one of the problems for me in viewing this mm-hmm. in viewing it this time that i still am curious to see other productions and see what it would develop into is that that first scene I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. And I was like, I want to see the rest of that play. Yeah. You know? So that's Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Iowa. (laughs) Fucking Iowa. And that girl, what's her name? Madeline Weinstein, who played Wendy. She played the daughter. Mm. I just really liked her. Yeah. She was, she had two scenes, one of them where she was like 16 and then one where she was in maybe in her early 20s. Okay. Probably in college aged. And she was great. I saw the through line between her two scenes. Mm. You know, that's yeah. e- not too difficult. Sure. Um, and she was just so funny in that opening scene. The like the specific pitch mm-hmm. of screech that she was oh, achieving yeah. was very good. Mm. Very, very good. It was very specific. Yeah. Carrie Coon was in that play we saw about or she was like a researcher. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I got her confused in my brain for a second with the woman I can't remember her name but who is on <laughs> Law and Order CI criminal intent with all the freckles oh my god oh my god what's her name oh I know who you're talking about Julie Nicholson I think yeah something like that god I love my yeah. Law and Order oh my god can I tell you something really funny yeah please do when I came home mm-hmm. showing my roommate that picture I took with Kate Baldwin yeah. I was like look how cute we are and he was like who is was she on Law and Order SVU? He totally fucking recognized her from her episode yes. of SVU, and then and was like, "Yeah, she was the sister." <laughs> mm. oh. She had ponytail. He totally. It was hilarious. Yeah, he, like that was oh, his. That's, I love his that. only reference for her was he was like, "I recognize that face." Law and Order SVU. Yep. Hilarious. Yep. Um. Yeah. I also got was confused at first with the show because for some reason Nick said Carrie Coon to me. And I thought Marin Ireland, and then I was like, <laughs> "I'm going to go see Marin Ireland in the show." And Why then I showed up at the Carrie Coon for other people. So they're both really talented, nice white actresses. True, true. I wish I could see The King and I again, but it closes tomorrow in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did bootleg it though, obviously. Well, sure. I love Kate Baldwin so much. Well, all I want to do is talk about some information we have about Kate Baldwin, but we can't yet. Listen, I love Kate Baldwin and exciting things are on the horizon for her Mm -hmm. and we should all be happy for her and send her lots of love because she has exciting things coming up and I think they'll be announced soon and we just like having insider information (laughs) because we're a bunch of assholes. Yep. Yep. A whole bunch of them. When it gets announced, I'll be like, I'm so happy this was finally announced. I've been sitting on this information (laughs) for exactly three hours. So glad that everyone else knows about this finally. (laughs) 
Hashtag blessed. <laughs> okay, we have to move on from Chicago. Ugh. And talk about how Alice and Emily's CD is coming <gasps> out of their 54 Below oh my God, show. I'm so excited. Isn't it so I exciting? Love them. I love them. I want to see both of them as Anna Leowens. Yeah. I would see. I, I would like to see both of them. Please. Have you listened to the American Psycho cast recording, London? No, is it out? Oh, right. Are they doing a... I don't think they're doing a Broadway cast uh, recording. Um, which is, yeah. But I've been listening to the London cast recording. Is it um, so good? Can I just say that I have been astounded, baffled, and like really excited about the um, musical theater cast recordings that I've been able to find on Tidal. Oh. Because at work, we use Sonos. Yeah. So when I'm searching, I'm like, like today, I was working in the morning Mm -hmm. and I wanted to play all these musicals and I was like, I want to look for Catch Me If You Can or whatever. And then it's like, oh, that one's on Spotify because we have a ton of different things. And there are so, like I, I, for my trip, I was like, I'm, I downloaded music only from Tidal yeah. onto my phone, and I listened to The Wiz live, nice. which was fucking amazing. It's wearing the first, my Wiz live shirt right <laughs> yes. now. Yes. It was the first time I had listened to, the, like, oh. listened to it back, and I was just like, it's so fucking good. They have like, Town is on Tidal. Yes. What, what was the other one that I was started this story about that's on Tidal that I thought was really funny? American Psycho? That's on Tidal. Yeah. Yeah, American Cycle. Mm. How much does title cost? Well, it was free for the first three months, right. and then I forgot to cancel it. So now it's it was ten dollars this month. Oh, that's not bad. That's like what Spotify. But I'm gonna is. Can, well, I'm gonna I don't cancel pay for it. Spotify. But that's I what Spotify. I don't want to pay for any streaming no. services at all. No. So I will be canceling it, mm. and I just want to. I have found a lot of artists through Title that I wasn't familiar with, which I'm happy about. But the business structure, oh, for Title, bad. Yeah. Bad. Hmm. I don't think it's bad. Uh, well, the Emily Skinner and Alice Ripley album is coming out June 17th. <sighs> That's still really far away. Yeah. It's less than a month, though. <laughs> and they're coming back to 54 right. Below. Fuck. I don't know that I'm, I can go. Well, I mean. I just went to Chicago. Yeah, and you saw it. Yeah. I also, coming home from chicago motivated me to yeah lay my money down and yeah. buy my flight to los well, angeles that's true so i'm legit i'm gonna be i'm so excited i'm so excited i'm so excited it's i'm i can't wait to hear hear about it i can't wait to hear what you think <sighs> i just love you know it's funny i feel like when i was younger mm-hmm. my like uh, maybe i was more insecure about my theater trips that yeah. i that like there is some in a lot of ways, this weird stigma about traveling to see theater because mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, you're such a super fan. But like, I had such a fucking bomb time in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, I don't care because I'm doing well, sure. it anyway. But it was like, I hadn't been to Chicago since I was a kid, sure. and like, I also I'm a great traveler, so I do mm-hmm. a lot. Like on Wednesday, I did so much stuff. Like I went. In the Ferris Bueller Building, right. the Art Institute. No, the Sears, Sears Tower. Tower is yeah. the Ferris Bueller Building. That's the Ferris Bueller, Bueller Art, Building. The Art Institute is the, the Heidi Bueller. Chronicle Building. Okay, <laughs> no, I don't know. I did by complete coincidence. Yeah, without planning, I did wear my Women in Art shirt. I saw when I went to the art museum, I and I like as I was walking up, I realized yeah. that I had done that and got really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah, and yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah, just Sunday, Sunday in, the in the park with George. Well, yeah, just Sunday in the park. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I got us off track again. That's all right. Uh, I know there's like a lot of little announcements this mm-hmm. week. Sarah Ramirez. I'm sorry. Let me say that properly. Sarah Ramirez is leaving Grace Anatomy. Crazy Anatomy is still on television. It's still on How television. Many it's like twelve now, something like that. God damn. Um. So come back to Broadway. Yeah. Come back. To I mean, Broadway. I hope so. Come back it, to I Broadway. Think, I think like the you know the announcement or whatever says she's taking some time off. Which sure, fine, girl, whatever. take she's, some time. Yeah, take some time. But then come back to Broadway. Come back to Broadway. Broadway needs you. Broadway needs you. Broadway really needs someone like Sarah Ramirez. Yeah. Sarah Ramirez is a perfect crossover star to come to Broadway, oh God, bring some yes. color to Broadway, bring some great mm-hmm. singing to Broadway. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, she's uh, uh, accessible to white people, yeah. you know? Well, and she, yeah, because she's on a TV show they know and love. Right. And she's the kind of quote unquote stunt casting that isn't really stunt casting. Right. Because she she's was fucking, here first. Right. Exactly. She was in the Cape Man, motherfuckers. Oh my God, the fucking Cape Man. She was in the Cape Man. She has a Tony. She also has a Tony <laughs> Award. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like when it's like when you're like, oh, Will and Grace's Megan Mullally. And you're yeah. like, or Grease's 1994's Megan Mullally. Yep. She's been on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like those like sneak attack it. stunt castings. Yeah. They're good. So should that hopefully that means yeah, we'll be Sarah seeing her Ramirez on the Broadway. Broadway. And do a fifty four below show. No, she's too big for fifty four <laughs> below. She's way too famous for fifty four below. That would be like it would just like be more than Patty Price's. Yeah. I, what really? Well, I don't know. Maybe Patty Price. I, th- I think the venue is just too small Who for just her. Did something there though that I was surprised that they did shows there. I don't know. Can't remember. Mm. Good story, right? <laughs> I just think Fifty Four Below is too small. Mm. Like she would have to do like two weeks of performances. Yeah, you know. No, I get it. Or it would just be an Aaron Tveit situation. Oh God. <laughs> Well, I would actually be interested to see that because even though obviously she would sell super well and fast, like in New York, are those people in New York who are going to come see her? They're all across the country who love her. Right, right. So who knows? She could probably fucking go on tour, man. Oh, God. Yeah. Do it. Oh, she's the best. I love her voice. Yeah. Her voice is so good. And I really... Stop, I stopped watching Grey's a long time ago, but I did love Callie O'Malley. Yeah. Slash Callie Torres, slash Callie, then she married Arizona, no whatever idea. her last name is. I did Kate not. Capshaw's daughter. I watched maybe like the first and the second season. Mm. <laughs> mm. And then I watched that Burnett Peters episode. I watched the episode where Deb Monk came back <laughs> after George died because she played George's mom. Oh. And I was like, I love Deb Monk. Oh I'll watch God. this rando episode of Grey's Anatomy. That's really funny. Um, another thing. So the Astaire Awards happened. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to point out this crazy fucking thing that happened. What? There was a three-way tie for choreographer. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) A three-way tie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Between? Between Savon Glover for Shuffle Along. Yeah. Andy Blank for Hamilton. Sure. And Sergio Trujillo for On Your Feet. Yeah. Isn't that great? I like all those. Who are the two losers? There's a bunch of losers. Oh, oh. (laughs) None of you are losers. Here are the people who didn't win, and they're all fantastic. Warren Carlisle for She Loves Me. (gasps) 
uh, Lauren Lataro for Waitress, Ugh. Spencer Lift for Spring Awakening, Casey Nicklaw for Tuck Everlasting, Josh Rhodes for Bright Star. So the Astaire Awards Schechter. do it like we do it. Yeah, Fiddler on the Roof cool. and Randy Skinner for Dames at Sea. Cool. Yeah, because they like for the dancers, they list a million people and only one person wins. That's too. awesome. That's awesome. Us and the Astaire Awards mm-hmm. doing it right. Yeah, and the well, I like the. The Drama League Awards, where they if they nominate uh, seventy five thousand people, you can only win it once. Right, Lynn won this year, of course. He didn't win it when he was in In the Heights. No, that's not surprising to me. Uh. I mean, only because only one person wins. Right, that's true. There was also a tie in choreography off Broadway. This is crazy. Connor Gallagher for the Robert Bridegroom won, and also Paul McGill for the Legend of George McBride. Wonder what their situation is for the, like the award statues. I don't know, because like when you start giving out multiple winners, like if your statue is expensive to produce, yeah, that's a lot of money. I bet the Stare Award statue. It's. I mean, I wonder what it looks. I don't like. know. I don't know what it looks like. Me neither. There's no picture of it. Jane Krakowski won for She Loves Me. Good for her. And Philip Adamore won for Shuffle Along. He is like that amazing tap dancer who then was also, he was in 20th century. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. At more. I think I said at a more. Anyway, I thought that was crazy through a That is crazy. I wonder how that, um, those numbers break down. I don't know. More things. Barbara Streisand is going on tour. (sighs) Listen, when I found this out the other day, I was beside myself. The I whole internet seemed to like, go crazy. And I don't think I even, I missed out on everything on the internet because I was at work. And yeah. I just like, I think Philip, my friend Philip is temping in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So he comes to visit me at work a lot. That's and he came fun. by and told me and I just was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't even know if I'm going to, I might. Not even try and get tickets because getting tickets to the last time she was in Brooklyn was such an ordeal and it was expensive and the seats were awful. That's but why I was glad I'm I like went. so excited for people. Not that I don't love Barbara, mm. I do love Barbara, but in that sort of way that I like don't necessarily love her enough to go through right. all of that. Yeah, I think I did it once. Yeah, and I don't need to do it again. It's stressful. Well, also like. I've had that. I've had the Barbara Arena experience. Yeah. I've had a Barbara Live experience. And if I'm going to have another Barbara Live experience, I want it to be better than the last one. And I can't afford to buy a sure. ticket. Sure. That makes than... total sense. So, like, yeah. if I'm going to go sit in the last row behind the stage at the Barclays Center <laughs> again for $100. Yeah, that's mm, not it. I'll save that $100 for. You know, shit when I'm seeing Grey Gardens. Yeah. Renting a car or something, trying to figure out. That's what, that's like, okay, I navigated Chicago public transportation. Yeah. It's great. Chicago Chicago public transit is great. It is on point. Yeah. It is real good. Mm -hmm. Real, real, real good. I was very pleased. I had ease getting Mm -hmm. around everywhere. And going to LA is now like my biggest, I'm terrified. I think I... I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Am I supposed to, I think I have to rent a car. Yeah. How am I supposed to get around? Like, I can't, I can't, I can't just be like, I'm great at public (laughs) transportation. I'm great at public transportation. Like I can figure it out and I'm sure I could, but I just like, am I really going to spend five hours on a bus? Well, right. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) I mean, if you go to a city where there's great public transportation, then you can be great at public transportation. Yeah. (laughs) But there's not great transportation there. I don't know. Do they have those cars to go? No, or they don't. 
Do I they, wish they'd had Cardigan. Do you want to like Chicago. sign up? Can you sign up for a zip car? I, How that, does that work? I could think about it. I, when work, I got like to Chicago elsewhere. and I was like, oh, they don't have Cardigo, but I was like, whatever. I don't like the public transportation is fine. Yeah. I took both trains and buses. Yeah. Well, that's how, yeah, their system is, their buses are better than here because their right. system generally is meant to work together. Mm. Whereas the buses for the most part here aren't, right. they're like an add on. Right. Right. They don't like work together. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I think, I think when I got back to the airport, I flew into LaGuardia and waited for the M60 bus. Mm-hmm. And I think I waited longer <laughs> for that M60 bus at the airport than I waited for any transportation in three days in Chicago. M60 bus is like a great fuck you. Welcome back to New York. Yeah, it like really I is. have so many times waited for just a long, 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 long time. And then like four will show up. Right. I'm like, ah, yeah. I didn't even realize until I got off the bus that there was one right behind us. Uh, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Also, yeah, because while yeah. we were waiting, like five Q70s came. Oh, sure. And like a couple, you know, Q72s and like all these other. Did this just turn into the Californians and SNL sketch Shit. about public transportation? I'll take the 405. <laughs> I'm scared of LA. I mean, I think it'll be fine for the amount of time you're there, but. I think I'm most I'm really, I think I'm like terrified that if I don't really get my shit together and plan my transportation well, that I'll have some disaster and miss the show. That's what's terrifying is that because I'm so unaccustomed to like the traffic and how bad it is and all of those factors that something catastrophic would happen and I would miss the show and I went all the way to LA and well when are you getting in and when is the show so the show is at eight on Tuesday and I get in like at 10 a.m on Tuesday and I think I might like go to that area I mean not like that early but I'm gonna probably like I have to be there at eight and I'm like I'm gonna just I'm going to plan hours and hours of cushion time around that. Like, I also don't know where I'm staying yet. I mean, I know a few people in L.A., so. Well, if any of you have travel tips for Emily in L.A., send them our way. How do I get around? I don't use Uber, you guys. Right. I did use Uber in Chicago. I know. I was like, I was going to miss my flight if I didn't get in a cab. And I was in the, it was like, as I went out to where my mom's house was, which was out in Rogers Park, which I took a hour-long bus ride to get to and then i was like uh (laughs) it's an hour public transportation to the airport from here and i wanted to be at the airport in half an hour and i just need to go so i downloaded uber made an account Uh, called a car i didn't understand i didn't know how to tip i didn't tip you don't have to i mean how do you tip though you don't tip why supposedly the way they're like paid well that it's like hmm that you're not supposed to. Yeah. Do. I was confused because I thought you could add a tip on the app and then it didn't let me. And then I felt bad because I thought right oh, now he thinks I'm not a tipper. You don't tip. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm sure some people tip with cash, but like. You don't need to. No. Or you're not supposed to. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, yeah, please send me your LA travel tips, guys. I'm scared. <laughs> and what should I do in LA that's like legit? Yeah. Because I went to LA when I was in middle school and yeah. did like some dumb Hollywood shit, you know, sure. like I'm over it. Might just go to the beach. Yeah, that sounds perfect. A show, another show we probably won't be able to see, mm. Sutton Foster and Sweet Charity. Why did you just say you're not going to be able to see I don't that? Because it's off Broadway and it's a small theater. Why? And probably tickets are going to be expensive and I'm why, sure they're not going to give us why tickets. Why would we not see it though? 
No, we're seeing this. Okay. Oh my God, it really upset me that you I'm said sorry. it that way. I'll be seeing Sutton okay. Foster and Sweet Charity. I'm just sorry. You made it sound like it was like Denzel Washington and something, and I, and I got you were like, well. I wouldn't be Julia upset. Roberts is going to be in a show, but we're not going to see it. But it's Sutton Foster. Well, sure. I mean, Sutton Foster is not Julia Roberts. No, I don't know. It just sounds like and maybe this is me just being like, we'll never get to see Shuffle Along when Shuffle Along was announced because. Right. I was like, how could we possibly ever get tickets to Shuffle Along? <laughs> Sorry. Where I is it going? To- it's Roundabout. It's New Group. Oh. And they're doing it at um, Signature. Hmm. So in one of their theaters. In the Signature Center. That's but not the big one. That's quite a get. Yeah. For the new group. Mm-hmm. They got Sutton Foster in a musical revival. Roundabout must be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's our thing. Yeah. We put Sutton Foster <laughs> in revivals. Well, that one. <laughs> we put Sutton Foster in shows. I honestly thought it was Roundabout because I was like, Sutton Foster, she's doing a musical. Must be at Roundabout. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a good guess. Yeah, good guess. Good guess. But no, new group. At first I thought, <laughs> when I first read that, I was like, I thought, Oh, the people who put uh, Jackie Hoffman in Once Upon a Mattress. And I was like, no, no, that's the transport group. That's hilarious. There's a lot of groups. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, when is it happening? In November. November to December. That's the other thing. These this are year? like always short runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 2016. Right, right. right. Well, yeah. I'm just preparing myself for not oh, being God, able to see it. That doesn't mean me. I'm not going to try, but. I've never seen a production of Sweet Charity. I would like to. Yeah. No, we did. Wait, did you come with me for that? No. I saw a production of Sweet Charity in Harlem. I can't remember what theater company it was, but uh, they it was it was like an all Hispanic cast. Cool. So she was um, Caridad. What's that? Esperanza Valentine. What's that? What's her Charity name in, in English? Uh, Charity Hope Valentine. Oh, so Caridad Esperanza Valentino or something cool. like that. It was. Interesting. Oh. I mean, that aspect of it was sure great, and I loved seeing that kind of production. Right, but uh, I mean, it was you know uh, on the cusp of amateur. Mm. I'm not sure if it was sure, sure. All uh, it was this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was the saddest, the saddest big spender I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. God. Where they were all like, "Hey, big spender," and you're like, "Oh God," they're all like taxi dancers and they hate their lives <laughs> and i don't think that's what oh, it was trying to portray right, right right yikes it was like oh shit got real <laughs> yikes <laughs> what else have a couple of broadway transfers are happening dear evan hansen is coming to the oh, broadway no shit. so good no big deal we didn't see that either hmm and a bronx tale another thing we didn't oh, see is coming to well, the broadway great so Good for both of those things about <laughs> people. Yeah, those are about people. And a piece of casting. <gasps> what is it? David. I almost said David Allen Greer. <laughs> I'd see that. I would see that too. <laughs> David Hyde Pierce is going to be Horace in Hello Dolly. Oh God, Hello Dolly. That's, I'm excited about it's that. It's going to be in the I think Schubert. That's going to be really good. Oh, I think that's going to be great. Artwork is so perfect. Yeah. I'm like loving everything oh, that I'm seeing. Too, me too. I love it. I'm really <sighs> excited. It's going to be so good. I can't wait. The whole cast is going to be so good. 
God, I cannot wait. I'm worried that it's going to be an all white production, though. I'm pretty sure it's going to be an all white production. It seems like it. I mean, the principals the are definitely going to. The principals are going to be all yeah. white. Maybe they'll do. Maybe they'll do a really upsetting Broadway standard of two black people in the ensemble. Yeah, or like one an black person. Asian person and a mixed person. <laughs> In a couple. Yeah. 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 Stick them together. No, you can't mix them with the white people. No. Make all the people that aren't white. It's the, what time is it? The turn of the century, right? Yeah. It's like Victorian era. Yeah. 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 Guys, it's a musical. It's a fucking musical. Do whatever the fuck you want to (sighs) do. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update. Carolee. Just, I feel like I have the same update every week, mm-hmm. but I also feel like it's still an update because week to week she does continue to sharpen and hone her social media skills. Like she's better and better and better every week. Like she, it's a little bit the Carolee tweet of the week, but it's more mm. than that too because she's so on Instagram. Instagram. She's, Instagram videos are on point. Yeah. Selfies on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, hilarious fog video. Oh, that was great. <sighs> I love her. She's, She's just really enjoying life right now. She is. She's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Good for her. She's just perfect. I really enjoyed what she posted today. And this is sort of, uh, I was fascinated by the fact that someone tried to bring in a giant Kit Kat that I'm assuming they got uh, at uh, the Hershey store yeah, probably. in Times Square. And it was taken away from them. That's hilarious. Which I also think is funny because I have gone into theaters with food and drink in my purse and they check your purse. Right. And no one's ever taken anything away from me. There was a time when you couldn't bring like bottles of things in. Mm. That was like post 9-11 or something. Right. I don't know. Um, but oh, the so, TSA took my peanut butter. Oh. That was really sad. I was like, what am I supposed weird. to Well, she was like, it's a paste. And I was like, I guess... Half a jar of peanut butter. I can't. I'll eat it. It's not plastic explosives. <laughs> right, right. Let me show you. That's frustrating. So they got it taken away from them, and they kept it backstage. And somebody from the cast took it around and had everybody sign. That's the amazing. Of it. Did they give it back to the person? I'm sure, they, yeah, they I think you claim can come. Their... Yeah, you come to to pick it up. That's I think this amazing. was mid show, so I don't know if we had a resolution on the Kit Kat. The That's great Kit Kat incident of too bad that person 16. that brought in a pizza to the closing night of the Ugh, anarchist didn't get their pizza you know, taken away, pizza and then box. Patty Lapone and uh, Deborah Winger could have signed the pizza box. Yeah, and she would have <laughs> eaten it too. And I'm like, thanks for the pizza, asshole. Fuck you. Ugh. That's it's it's funny the variety of things that will and will not get taken because yeah. it all depends on the day of the person sure all that there's no real shit. rhyme or reason right i like i like the idea though that they took that kit kat away from that person because they like imagine them opening it up and <laughs> like break i've me got enough for the, everybody in the theater <laughs> this kit kat bar is huge it was really big oh. you all should look yeah. at the photo yeah. now it's time for the audra mcdonald tweet of the week on May 14th at 10.17 p.m., Audra McDonald tweeted, Hey kids, take a stage tip from your auntie Audra. Never eat a Fig Newton right before you sing your 11 o'clock number. Hashtag the more you know. <laughs> I wonder what happened, Audra. I don't know. My singer's guest is just like the brightiness of it can like get, you the know, sugar. sort of like stuck in your throat and the sugar mm. would dry you out. And I guess the Fig center is like sticky so maybe mm-hmm. it's just sort of like a maybe she didn't properly uh, 
you know, drink something. Yeah, you gotta wash it down with yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Audra. I love Audra McDonald's food tweets. Oh God, she's got a lot of food tweets. I wonder, see, you know what I wish we had is this tweet, but I wish we had follow-up tweets because I, I, I'm sure maybe maybe the performance was uncomfortable for her. Yeah, but I'm sure from the audience view there was. Oh God, I'm sure she sounded just perfect, fucking amazing. Like she's Audra McDonald. <laughs> right. Somebody wasn't like, I think she ate a cookie before <laughs> she came on stage. This isn't what I paid for. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see, see live theater. theater.